That done, he laid down the pen and checked his watch. He had another half hour before he needed to go to the control room. Qureshi reached again for the food plate and resumed reading. There were 17 people in the reactor control room. A dozen technicians monitored dials and gauges and made meticulous notes in logbooks. Behind them, four electricians were trying to find the fault in a relay panel, which seemed to have developed a short. They had the front of the panel off and were working with voltage meters. The technicians were engrossed in their work. The reactor had been down for a month for maintenance, and they were engaged in the pre-start checks. They were almost finished. Just now they were pulling the rods from the pile one at a time, then reinserting each one, checking to ensure that they had complete control of every rod. So far, everything was working just as it should, praise Allah. But Dr. Qureshi was a demanding taskmaster who insisted on no shortcuts. Intently focused, they continued their work. A man from the ministry in Damascus was watching and taking notes. He spoke to no one, asked no questions. Even though this was his very first visit to the reactor, he acted as if he knew everything, so there was nothing to ask. Most of the people in the room suspected that he asked no questions because he was afraid to reveal the depths of his ignorance. In their experience, political people rarely knew anything about the reactor or how it worked. This one, they had concluded hours earlier, was like all the others. Seventeen people, all of whom had only seconds more to live, as the bombs fell toward the earth, toward the reactor, toward them. An F-15 and two F-16s banked into a lazy right-hand circle around the reactor, 22,000 feet above the ground, still well under the cirrus layer. The reactor off their right wings had been constructed under a large pitched roof, which resembled that of a barn or even an old factory. The roof was there to hide the reactor from satellites and aerial reconnaissance. A half mile to the northeast of the building was the Euphrates River, a broad, brown, placid, meandering highway that stretched to the horizon. The reactor had been under construction for six years, so the disturbed area above the ditches in which the water pipes were buried that carried the river water to and from the reactor were no longer discernible from this altitude. The single-piloted F-16s were merely escorts for the F-15, which had a two-man crew. The man in the rear seat of the F-15 Eagle centered his handheld camera on the roof of the reactor. Fortunately, the visibility was excellent today. The camera was a digital one with a long lens, one designed to take five photos a second automatically if the shutter button was depressed and held down. The pilot in the front seat was counting down the seconds. Six, five, four. At four, the cameraman depressed the shutter button and held it down. He concentrated on holding the camera steady and keeping the reactor centered in the viewfinder. In the Anti-Aircraft Defense Control Center, Mikhail Toporov was still baffled. Something was wrong. He had heard jet engines, and there should be no aircraft in the prohibited zone, none whatsoever. He reached down beside the man at the scope, and pulled the red alert button on his console. Instantly, a siren sounded in the control room. 
A siren also sounded in the reactor administration building. Startled, Dr. Qureshi looked up, just in time to see his secretary walking into his office. That was the last thing he saw as the first bomb penetrated the roof of the building, plunged through all five floors, and detonated in the basement of the structure. The floors heaved before they buckled. The desk on which he had been working was flung upward and struck Dr. Qureshi in the head, knocking him unconscious. He was killed when the building collapsed around him. In the reactor control room, a siren also went off. Shocked, the technicians stared at the gauges in front of them, trying to understand. The reactor was cold, so this couldn't be the nuclear alarm. Even as they realized it was an air raid alert alarm, the bomb smashed into the roof of the reactor and penetrated deeply, one at a time, two-tenths of a second apart. The bomb fuses were set to...